Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Guess what today is? Happy birthday to me. Happy birth, happy birthday to me. Yes, it is my birthday. This very day in 1977, this delightfully weird creature was born. And I cannot tell you how much I love my birthday. I am shameless about it. I just went to St. Lawrence Market here in Toronto. It's downtown. They have really cool purveyors of everything from meats and cheeses and bakeries and fishmongers and beautiful fresh produce. It's like this warehouse down, a permanent warehouse downtown Toronto. And I got myself figs and fresh raspberries and pomegranate seeds and fresh, hot, crispy, thick-cut, syrupy, crispy bacon and crab cakes and a sugar cookie and a piece of baklava. And I mean, it's the best birthday lunch ever. I just finished it and I'm very happy with myself. But what I did this morning is something I usually do on New Year's, and I didn't do this New Year's because I can't remember why. Oh, yeah, my cousin was here, and we spent time together. But usually I am by myself, and I open my calendar. I'm a calendar girl, so everything I do goes on a calendar. And I look over the past year, and I write down per month going through my calendar some of the major stuff that happened over the last year. And so I did it for my birthday, which I think I actually like as a better practice because it just feels more meaningful to me. Um, I I have developed such a sense of gratitude for living sober, and I now don't feel entitled to anything. I feel grateful, and if you've been listening, you know, almost guilty, or I do feel guilty about how good my life is when so many people better than me are suffering. And so I woke up sober, which is awesome, and I get to go downtown with my one of my besties and go through St. Lawrence Market ooing and aahing and screaming with glee at how gross the shrimp are in the tank and asking for samples and smelling things and touching things. Like it's that, That's my favorite thing to do is to engage all of my senses when I'm experiencing something. And I can do that sober. And even when, you know, the guy at the meat counter is like, yeah, you can't even have go to a patio to celebrate with a drink. Like it doesn't even phase me. I don't have to say I don't drink. I'm just like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then later on, I get to go to uh, one of my besties' house for dinner and there won't be booze. She's in recovery. And life is so much better because I can experience it with all of who I am without numbing any of myself out. And I can have no repercussions from it. And I can sit in joy, sustained joy, as opposed to momentary pleasure. And I did not have sustained joy when I was active in my addiction. I had momentary pleasure or momentary release from what was going on in my life. And I can tell you that sustained joy is so much more sustainable, but so much more beautiful to live in. Life gets bigger and brighter and more colorful. The fun doesn't go out of it. The darkness um, 
gets removed. It's just such a sense of freedom, which is all I ever wanted when I was in the depths of my addiction. I wanted to do stuff like I just did today without hangovers, without feeling like I had to drink, without any of those things, without any coping mechanisms. So it being a way of life for me now, this joyful, sober living is so good. So when I looked over my year, I mean, I can't believe what happens in a year. So many beautiful things. And I have so much gratitude because a year goes by and you don't really think about it. And then I look at, you know, tons of stuff like I studied Hebrew. I had a mental emotional breakdown at the end of last year. I saw my stepdaughter at the Nutcracker and we went to a fancy restaurant as per our tradition. Um, I had a season where I thought two of my dearest friends would leave me because of stuff going on with my school and my church. Uh, I started publishing the three books of poetry I had. I went to my favorite opera ever that I've ever been to, which is Turandot or Turando. Uh, my mentor survived a horrible, horrific heart attack that should have killed him, and he didn't die, and I got to go visit him at the end of October. Um, I went to three funerals. My first grand sponsor died. That was difficult. I went to the first woman who I'd ever seen in recovery, went to her 20-year medallion, and was able to honor her there. I fell back in love with my ex and retried to make it work, and it didn't. And now I'm sort of crawling into a place with him of friendship. I'm trying to be friends with him. Um, but my grief work has released me from the heaviness and the burden of that grief. Um, I reconnected with my ex-husband in a way that's been really healing and beautiful. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at the list now. I started working with three new sponsees in COVID. I had one sponsee become a mentee of mine. Um, I spoke at meetings. I started hot yoga. I went down south where I got to meet amazing new American friends. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And had you asked me, how's the last year been? I probably would have been, oh, it's been great. But the truth is, when I think about it, it's been the best year of my life. And I find aging sober just gets better and better. So enough about me. Let's go to the language of letting go. By the way, I thank you for my sobriety. Everybody that listens to this, that shows up at a meeting, that goes to a meeting and really tries to get sober, there is no AA and there is no recovery tribe unless you're there. So that's why I'm able to thank all of you for my sobriety. And this is an act of service for me. As much fun as it is for me, it originally started out of not wanting to leave you guys in COVID isolation without resources. But in turn, it's become one of the best things that's that I've done in COVID. Oh, guess what June 12th is? Spontaneity and fun. Practice being spontaneous. Practice having fun. The joy of recovery is that we finally get to experiment. We get to learn new behaviors and we don't have to do them perfectly. We only need to find a way that works for us. We even have fun experimenting, learning what we like and how to do what we like. Many of us have gotten into a rut with rigidity, martyrdom, and deprivation. One of the quote-unquote normal experiences many of us have been deprived of is having fun. Another one is being spontaneous. We may not have the foggiest notion of what we would like to do for fun, 
And we may hold ourselves in check so tightly that we wouldn't allow ourselves to try something fun anyway. We can let ourselves go a little now and then. We can loosen up a bit. We don't have to be so stiff and rigid, so frightened about being who we are. Take some risks. Try some new activities. What would we like to do? What might we enjoy doing? Then take another risk. Pick out a movie we'd like to see. Call a friend and invite him or her to go along. If that person says no, try someone else or try again another time. Decide to try something, then go through with it. Go once. Go twice. Practice having fun until fun becomes fun. Today, I will do something just for fun. I will practice having fun until I actually enjoy it. Well, I couldn't be having a better birthday. If it's, if it's your birthday today, if you are a June 12th baby, I give you the biggest, wettest, nastiest hug and kiss ever from this June 12th baby to you. Happy birthday. If not then happy birthday for when it is your birthday. Happy belated if I've missed it. And happy birthday in the future for when it arrives. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this life. I appreciate all of you in the fellowship. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.